This video is about how, as an entrepreneur, to respond to the coronavirus pandemic. So a lot of people's livelihoods, a lot of people's businesses are being affected by this pretty severely. And of course, a lot of people are looking for what can I do? How can I turn this situation around? So in this video, I'm going to talk about what I think is the strategically best approach in a time like this. I will put timestamps below so it's easier for you to navigate because this is going to be a bit of a download. It's going to be quite a lot in this video. But like I said, I think this is a critical time for many people. And this is from my more than 10 years of entrepreneurial experience. This is for me what I think the best strategic approach is for you to take. This video will be primarily focused for people who either already have a source of income online I need to maybe turn some things around or tweak some things in order to mitigate losses or increase the, the revenue being generated in these extraordinary circumstances. Or people who have an, an offline business of any kind. If your source of income, if you're making a living, has been dependent on groups of people coming together, basically, right? So if you're doing like workshops with groups of people or one-on-one -on -one coaching or you know, yoga studio, martial arts school, that kind of thing where, where the whole income is based on bringing people together to train together or to work together in some way. Well, that is basically off the table for the time being. And so here the question is, well, what's the best way to respond to that? Now, if you come from totally outside the entrepreneurial space and this is kind of the first time where you think about, oh, how do I set up a different kind of income source? then there's also going to be some advice for you here. In any case, the situation that we're basically looking at is that you have to, if, you're, if your income source has been affected by this, you have to start looking at how can you basically create an income source online, right? Online is where businesses are fleeing right now because obviously that is one of the most obvious venues where you could keep providing whatever service you provide you could keep teaching what you normally teach in person or something like that, but with your students, with other people involved, staying at home. That is basically the opportunity that we're looking at. And that's what I'm going to be talking about in this video. Now, before I get to that, let me just add one little side note. Regarding the coronavirus pandemic, my opinion and my advice on what to do, medically speaking, is irrelevant. And I think it's important to mention that because let's stay in our lanes here. And I've seen that for people who, who kind of make a living talking online, that sometimes goes forgotten. I just want to remind you, like my advice, my only relevant advice is, is go to the real experts, right? The reason my opinion is relevant is because I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a virologist. I don't, I don't have any relevant knowledge or experience beyond what I've picked up from a few, you know, podcasts and things I've listened to on the topic. And so that's why you shouldn't listen to me, basically. And that's why I'm not going to give any advice on this. But I've seen that this is one of the problems. You know, my advice is irrelevant. Your favorite marketing guru's advice on this is irrelevant. Your yoga teacher, your favorite pundit, your, you know, whatever Twitter influencer with a blue tick next to their name, what they have to say about this in terms of any kind of medical advice is irrelevant. And I just wanted to point that out, right? Let's stay in our lanes. I'm going to talk about only in terms of entrepreneurship, strategy, bit of productivity, what to do in this situation, not in terms of medical advice. So let's stay in our lanes. And you know, if you see that elsewhere, if you see people who are experts on anything else talking about 
what to do in terms of, of medical advice, especially if it goes against the recommendations of the World Health Organization and other uh, sources of real expertise. Maybe tell them to shut up in, in maybe kinder terms than that, but let's stay in our actual lanes of expertise in this time. So with that said, let's get into the strategic part. Now I'm gonna have you do a very simple exercise to determine what I'm gonna call your runway score, okay? Your runway score. Here's how this works. You have to determine two things. Number one, how much do you have in terms of still existing income and savings? Like how long is that going to last? So right now is with the situation as it is, basically how long in months is it gonna take before you run out of money. So if you have some savings you can fall back on, you can calculate how many months does that last you, or maybe you do have, maybe you lost one income source, but you still have another income source that might not be enough to live off, but it can keep you going for a little longer. So determine as a rough estimate in number of months, how long can you keep going if the situation doesn't turn around? So as a very simple example, if my living expense is $2,000 a month and I have $20,000 in a savings account, then I can basically use that to last me for 10 months, right? 10 months from now, if I have no other income source, I'm gonna be down to zero. So that's the first number. That's any kind of number between one and whatever. The second number is your tech savvy score, all right? And I'll keep this as simple as possible. It's basically like, how tech savvy are you? How comfortable are you with technology? And how quickly do you learn new technology and deal with tech issues? So here, let's keep this simple. This is just one, two, or three. A score of three is if you are very comfortable with new technology and you quickly learn new technology. So that is if you're essentially, you know, you don't have to be a developer or anything like that, but you're a power user of the devices you use, right? You're someone who types with all 10 fingers, you use many keyboard shortcuts without having to think about them, and you're someone who, you know, maybe if you go in a browser and you inspect the page source, the HTML and CSS code there, you maybe you don't know everything, but it means something to you. You can find your way around, and in general, you are excited about learning new software. You like it when a software you use has like a total user interface overhaul. Everything is improved. Even though you have to relearn some things, you enjoy that, right? You enjoy working with technology and figuring things out. And when stuff goes wrong, you figure it out. You know how to get things fixed. That is a score of three. A score of two is you are reasonably tech savvy, but when things go wrong, with your computer or something, you basically have to call your friend who knows more about computers than you, right? So in this case, you're still fairly proficient with using technology, but it takes you a while and you just dislike it when, when things change in your software and it takes you a while to learn things. You might type with your 10 fingers, but relatively slowly, and you probably don't use that many keyboard shortcuts, you get the idea, right? You're, you're reasonably tech savvy, but you're not like super comfortable even when things go wrong. And the score of one is when you're just not very tech savvy. That is to say, it generally takes you a long time to figure out how technology works. Maybe you have some post-it notes on your computer screen to remind you of the names of programs you use sometimes, or you, you write down step-by-step -step instructions of how to get something done in a software program. You don't you don't easily memorize things and you don't like it when you have to learn a new piece of software or a new piece of technology. That would be a score of one. So in other words, a score of three is you're very tech savvy. A score of one is you're not tech savvy. 
A score of two is you're somewhere in between. All right, so you have two numbers now, right? The amount of time your current income savings resources will last in months and your tech savvy score. Now here's what you do. You multiply one by the other and that gives you your runway score. So for example, if I have a tech savvy score of three and I have three months of savings to fall back on, three times three equals nine, that gives me a runway score of nine. All right, that's how this works. So multiply them, that gives you your runway score. Now it might seem strange that I start you off with this, but this is the strategic approach because my recommendation for what to do next depends entirely on what your runway score is. So this is the second part of what we're gonna do. We're gonna determine whether you are in a situation of playing the long game or if you have to play short games for the time being. If your runway score is 12 or higher, if your runway score is 12 or higher, then my recommendation is that you continue playing the long game. And I say continue because if you're at all familiar with my kind of content, if you're at all familiar with the kind of advice and content and strategies I've been talking about on active growth as well as on, on the Thrive Themes blog, you know that I'm basically always advocating for playing the long game. And playing the long game means you build up the assets and the skills that you need to give you a cumulative advantage over time. This is my approach and what I usually recommend to do knowing full well and also being very explicit about the fact that it's not a way to quick riches, right? This is not a get, a get rich quick scheme of any kind. This is about building up assets over time. It's kind of like long-term investing, right? Even if you only have $100 a month or so to put into investments, if you do that regularly over time and you're smart about how and when to invest, and over a long term, over a 10 to 20 year period, that gives you great returns potentially. And it's the same with entrepreneurial skills and entrepreneurial assets. Right? If you learn how to build your website, build your own website using WordPress, using Thrive Themes, you learn the basics of copywriting and marketing, and email marketing, you learn things like conversion optimization and the basics of web design so you can tell the difference between you know, what's an effective website, what's an ineffective website. You learn how to put together compelling offers. You learn how to deliver offers and services online. As you can hear from me listing out all this stuff, there's a lot to learn, right? There's a lot to learn to being a successful online entrepreneur. But the thing is, it is absolutely worth investing the time into learning these skills and building these assets, building assets such as a solid website with you know, a good basis of content with your different offers and so on. It's absolutely worth building the skills of you know, how to build a website, how to do A-B testing and so on, even if that takes time, because on a five to 10 year horizon, this is worth a lot. So my recommendation is that if your runway score is 12 or higher, you keep doing exactly that kind of thing. You keep building assets and skills that are basically part of the long game. And you can go back through the kind of content I've created on active growth and the kind of content we've been putting out since forever on Thrive Themes to learn all of these skills and to learn how to do these things. And the reason that's my recommendation is that yes, we are in difficult times right now, but I think it is reasonable to assume that this is not a forever crisis, right? There is an end to this crisis. Right now, nobody knows how long this will take and nobody knows how bad things are gonna get economically, okay? But it's safe to assume that there will be an end to this. 
We don't know when, we don't know how bad things are going to get before, but we can assume that things will turn around. And it is worth burning through some of your runway to build up the assets that will help you not only in this crisis, but also afterwards. And just to be clear, yes, I advocate playing the long game, but that doesn't mean that you have to put off making any kind of income for you know years and years ahead especially if now you have time to buckle down and really invest in these skills, really invest in these assets, and you follow things like the customer first approach that I've advocated, then you can get to, even playing the long game, you can get to generating income in the span of a few months or even less than that actually. So it's not about basically saying we're gonna put off making any kind of income for years and years. It's just like we're gonna build this up more slowly in a more cumulative and more sustainable manner because we have the runway to, to do that. So that is for a score of 12 or higher. Now, if your score is lower than 12, then there is a different approach that you need to take. And that's where the kind of advice I've given in the past doesn't always apply. So if you have less runway, then you have to get to, you have to make that transformation of, of moving your stuff online and starting to generate income from that. You have to make that faster we have to think about, well, what are the trade-offs, right? What are the trade-offs? Where can I get to the result of getting paid faster by trading in something else? And one of those things, one of those opportunities is one of the trade-offs you can make is to go for kind of all-in-one, quick-fix, done-for-you type solutions. So let me give you an example. If you want to take your knowledge and your expertise and turn that into an online course so that you can sell that online, well, it's easier and faster to put a course on Udemy or to put a course on a platform like Podia or Teachable. It's easier and faster to do than if you build up your own WordPress website, and which is what we usually advocate, right? Build up your own WordPress website, use Thrive Apprentice, host the course on your own website, it gives you more control and so on and so forth. That is good for the long term, right? It's, it takes longer to set that up. You have more tech issues to deal with to get to the end of that, but it is worth doing if you have the time to do it. However, if it's more of an emergency situation, you have to make income, you have to get to the point where you generate income faster, then using a platform like the ones I mentioned, it has its drawbacks. These platforms have their drawbacks, but it's worth doing that because it will take you, it will basically cut out some of the learning curve. So especially when it comes to making a website, right? Of course, what I usually advocate is build your own website on your own platform, which means you get your own hosting, you get your own domain name, you install WordPress, you install Thrive Themes, and so on. Now we've made that as easy as possible, but again, this is why I had you do this exercise at the beginning. If you're not very tech savvy, realistically, you are going to be struggling with WordPress. You're gonna be struggling with hosting and setting up WordPress and so on. This stuff has gotten easier and easier over the years, but realistically, if you have a low score on tech savvy, you're still gonna be struggling. That is, you know, the, the upside of owning your own WordPress website is that it's really your own website. You have full control over what's going on. The downside is you have full responsibility. You can break it. You have to deal with problems if problems arise, right? And again, in the long term, it is totally worth struggling through, even if you're not tech savvy, it's totally worth struggling through the tech issues, getting to the point where you have mastered WordPress you're no longer overwhelmed by, oh my God, what, what the hell is post? Was this a page? How do I do this? How do I do that? It's worth, worth struggling through that learning curve and getting to the point where you have your own website that is fully under your control. But if you don't have enough runway to struggle through that, 
then now is the time to look at kind of easier done for you solutions and they have a bunch of drawbacks they're basically never as much under your control you're usually locked into some kind of a a monthly payment thing where if you stop paying you lose your entire course and website and so on and you know yeah they're going to be less flexible they're usually going to be more expensive there's going to be all kinds of drawbacks that and here's the reason why i usually don't recommend going that route is if you start by putting your course on udemy for example i guarantee you when your course business takes off when this starts working well you will be so fed up with the high fees the limitations to how you can market the fact that you can't even send newsletters to your customers and so on there's so many downsides to this i guarantee that you will get to the point where you want to move your business off of that platform and onto your own platform that's going to happen and so usually my advice is hey you know, instead of experiencing that yourself, just start by building your own platform right away. But again, if you don't have enough runway to do that, then it's better to put your course on Udemy, take the hit in terms of the downsides that has, and later on, right, you establish a bit of an income source there, and then later on you can say, okay, now I'm gonna go through the struggle of moving my business off of Udemy and onto my own website. So right now, that's a strategic decision you have to make. Now, part three, this is what applies to everyone. So, so the part before is basically dependent on your runway, right? You make one decision or the other. Here's what, what is, I think, equally important to everyone. You have to think about leverage, which is what are the most important things to get sorted out first? One of those things is, for example, how do I facilitate online meetings, online classes, online whatever was offline before? That's one of the highest priorities you need to get done first. And so there it is useful to look at the tools you can use for that right away. For example, two quick recommendations. Skype now has a free meetings option. So you can do meetings with, I don't know what the group limit is actually, but you can do meetings with small groups, presumably completely for free on Skype. Another option you can use is Zoom. So Zoom meetings has a free plan as well. You can pretty easily get meetings going with small groups or even larger groups. And they also have then premium plans for you know larger group sizes and, and things like that. Another thing worth looking at is a tool called Crowdcast, which is basically the same thing. You can do online meetings and webinars and so on, but there's the, the added bonus, the added feature of making it very easy to get paid for those classes. So you can easily say, okay, here are the classes for this month and people pay you directly on Crowdcast in order to access those classes. And it's basically just all built into one platform. Because again, there are better solutions to doing this, right? You have your own payment provider connected to your own card, connected to your own and so on and so forth. That gives you like more marketing power, but the learning curve and the time needed to set that up, right now you might just not have that time. And so then it is a good idea to reach for something like Crowdcast and be like, okay, I'm just going to get paid through this platform and not worry about the details. And by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll link below to the article where I list out all of the recommended resources. That's, that's a post that will also update over time, you know, as I, as I find more solutions and more recommendations come in. But I'll have this, and this is going to be completely free to access, just a blog post, where I list out all these different kind of meeting tools, ways to get paid, ways to, to move your classes online and so on. Any tools I come across, I will put on there and make that as easy for you to access and sort through to figure out which tools do you need for what purpose. Another thing I definitely recommend you have is, even if it's a very simple, just landing page or website of your own. 
And once again, usually I always advocate build your own website using WordPress, using Thrive Themes. That's what our tools are made for. But if your tech savvy score is a one, then now is a time to use a free website builder like Wix or something like that. Same thing as before, right? There's, there's long lists of downsides to using these free website building tools. But right now it's more important to get just the simplest website up where people can find you, they can click the link to, to sign up for and pay you for your next online meeting or whatever it is. And if it's gonna be on a free website builder, if it's just gonna be basically a crappy little website on a free website builder that you can get done right away, then that is worth doing right now if you're not tech savvy enough to get through the process of building up your WordPress website. Because again, like if, you, if your tech savvy score is two or three, then do that because you can get that done within, within the week, no problem. But if you're not very tech savvy, don't get stuck in trying to set up your website right now. Just put it on Wix or whatever and deal with the problem of how do I actually own this website? How do I make this better? Deal with that problem later. Another aspect to consider is to go basically 80-20 on your offer. So especially if you have a range of offers or a range of stuff you've been doing before, the crisis will probably change people's priorities and it will change. So first of all, a lot of people will have less disposable income. And so that will change what kinds of things they're willing to spend money on, right? So I guess if you're in the business of selling toilet paper is pretty good for you right now. <laughs> but um, in any kind of, you know, in a range of offers, so let's say if you look at the offers at Thrive Themes, we have all these different kinds of software, but some software is like more mission critical, right? It's like Thrive Theme Builder and Thrive Architect, like the core things you need to build a website. And people are probably more willing to spend money on that in a crisis than on some other tools that can be super useful, like, you know, Thrive Ultimatum for, for making countdown campaigns. But maybe people are like, okay, that's nice to have, but I don't like absolutely need it. And so it makes sense for any business to narrow in on those offers that are kind of the most critical, the most important that, that solve the biggest problems, the biggest pain points that are still relevant in a crisis, right? So you have to assume that if your offer is, is more of a, and if your business is more of a kind of nice to have thing, that probably that won't do that well in the, in the coming time. And think about, is there an aspect of your offer that is like, yeah, that's basically more mission critical, that solves a bigger problem, a more pressing need, and focus in on that. So with all that said, let's move away from the technical for a moment, because here's the other component, which is you have to think about how do you move your offer online, all right? And I think there are two main considerations. So first of all, you have to think about which components, which parts of your offer or your expertise can you move online. So in some cases, this is relatively easy, which is to say that you, if you have, like I was saying, you know, if you're giving workshops, if you're giving live workshops to groups of people, well, you can essentially take the exact same material, the exact same presentation, the exact same work you, you could just move that into an online meeting. And that's basically the most straightforward way in order to translate your current offer into a new online offer. So if that's the situation you're in, you're you know, lucky in that sense that it's fairly easy to translate that one-on-one. -on -one. Whatever your, your group class was, you turn that into an online class. Now for something like, for something that's maybe more physical, like if you're a martial arts instructor or a yoga instructor or something like that, then it's a bit more difficult 
because like especially for the martial arts instructor example you can still say okay we're going to do online classes people can follow along at home but of course you can't do your normal curriculum which probably includes a lot of like partner exercises so then you immediately have to think about okay how do i help people kind of keep up their training but i have to also change my whole training plan so that you can follow along standing at home in your living room and only do you know whatever shadow boxing or whatever it is right without the partner exercises but again, this is also an opportunity to jump on, right? Because you can say, okay, we can't teach our martial arts classes in the dojo anymore, but here's, you know, we're putting together a program for you guys to keep your skills sharp, as sharp as possible, while you're only training at home. And you can do that with live classes, and you can also do that with uh, basically video classes, so, you know, video on demand, essentially, where people don't necessarily have to tune in to the live training, where instead you create a library of videos where you say, okay, you know, here's the, here's the at-home exercise to do if you have 15 minutes. Here's the at-home exercise to do if you have 30 minutes and so on. And you create a series of videos. And this, by the way, I highly encourage you to do that because this can be an asset that is valuable to you even after the crisis passes. So this is actually a great opportunity right now where you can get your students in general on board with this idea of, hey, I can... I can access the stuff to, to learn from home. And you can turn that into some kind of an offer later on because, you know, why not? Because there are other, other than pandemics, there are other reasons why people might want to train from home or might want to keep up their training while they're traveling or something like that. So think about that in terms of how can you, on the one hand, just translate your offer into something that's online, but also how can you transform your offer or how can you take aspects of your offer and turn that into something online and it can be online live live classes or it can be online on demand such as videos that people can access here another thing is for example you know again the best solution is generally to have your own membership area where people can get access to their to the videos or, or the content if they've paid you and all that but again just to, to keep that learning curve shorter it might be easier to use one of the platforms like i mentioned before or even to use something like Vimeo Pro. So Vimeo Pro lets you basically uh, lock videos behind behind a membership or behind a payment, you know, without needing a third-party platform. So that is worth looking at for this kind of use case. Now, one more case I want to talk about is if there's just no obvious way for you to translate your your offline offer or whatever you were doing to make a living into something like an online course. So let's say you know you have a restaurant and nobody's coming to the restaurant anymore you have to shut your restaurant and you can't well you can't do an online restaurant and here you have to try and, and pick an aspect or turn your expertise into something you can offer online now with this example i think this is going to be easier and more possible for anyone who has kind of a specialized you know organic food health food vegan paleo anything like that restaurant because you have an opportunity to either turn, either try to turn that into some kind of a delivery service, you can see what you can do in terms of delivery, and you have also an opportunity to translate the specialized knowledge that goes into making that food into something like an online class. And even that could be, you know, let's all cook together online class. That can be a community thing, right? Or it can it can be a series of, of videos or other content that people can access, and that is worth doing. So. And that's just one example, right? I'm just trying to pick examples that hopefully are representative for many kinds of businesses where you can, you can take an aspect of your expertise and turn that into something to offer online. 
All right, so those, this is, let's say this is part one of my COVID-19 intervention for entrepreneurs. This is the strategic and some of the technical part of what to do. And I wanna pass this on to you. Let me just say one more thing that's coming that I'm working on that's almost finished is I have a new set of recommendations for video tools to use. So if you're in the situation where you're like, okay, I wanna do live classes, I wanna do a video course or something like that, but how do I do that, right? I have to start recording myself on video. I have to, like, how do I do that basically, right? So I have a new guide coming out for my recommended video tools and recommended video recording setup. And I'm gonna publish that very soon. And what I already have is I have the, the webinar tool review. So I'll link to that as well. So not too long ago, I reviewed a ton of different webinar tools, very in depth and gave my recommendations for, for which one to use. So I'm gonna to link to that. So for whatever your need is for doing like online classes or whatever, uh, you can find out what the right tool for you is. And then what, I, what would really help me now is basically your questions and thoughts on what I've been talking about so far. So apply this to your situation and let me know, you know, what questions come up, what other resources and tools and insights do you need to start making this happen? Like, as you can tell, I'm basically trying to get this out as quickly as possible. So it's maybe not as polished as some of my other stuff, but let's keep this conversation going. I'm very happy to do, you know, another part two, part three, whatever, to address your questions. Let's see what we can do to make this happen. So go ahead and leave your thoughts and comments and feedback in a comment below.